The Protect Your Neck Podcast, UFC London Breakdown. Picks, plays, and whatever else comes our way. Let's go to work. Hot air hangs like a dead man from a white oak tree. People sitting on porches thinking how things used to be. Dark night. It's a dark night Dark night It's a dark night Alright, hey yo, what's up? We are live, breaking down UFC London here in a little bit. This is the Protect Your Neck Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Tom. Analysts as you work, you can find over, you know, at MMAJunkie.com, but... Again, on this here program, the Protect Your Neck Podcast, uh, we break down high-level MMA. That's what we're going to do here today, tonight. Whenever you're listening to this, hopefully it's before the fight, as I'm recording this Thursday night, as per usual, on my YouTube channel, Daniel Tom MMA. I, I probably should have changed it and will and should have already changed it to Dan Tom MMA, but, you know, uh, that's where you find me on Twitter, at Dan Tom MMA. Spell it out, Daniel Tom MMA, or just type the Protect Your Neck Podcast, and you should be pretty good. Uh, as I one-man producer here and get this show on the road, tweeting out to you live again. Uh, don't really do it from the Facebook or anything like that. Don't really active on those. I really should check my Facebook DMs more than once in a year. That's like, you know, by the time I get to it, it's, 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 it's a mess. Wow. So apologies if that's you over there. Um, I'm, I'm real bad at that. <clears throat> All right. Tweeted that out. People are piling in the chat. Um, if you're listening to this a little later, you can check the timestamps uh, and show notes below where you can hit the like button and subscribe if you haven't already. Always appreciate that. Uh, I'll update that as soon as this is done with the appropriate timestamps. And I always provide that for my audio listeners there over on Apple Podcasts. Hopefully, we'll get up in more places. Still still working on that. Um, yeah, not really much time off. I was going to take this week off. I know I said, but um, despite getting my pushed in for like the the, the uh, you know billionth time in a row it feels it's not but you know it does feel that way right sometimes um, I was like you know I don't want to have to like go through and recap two cards and then it, what if I want to bring on a guest right because I have to bring on a guest for either the breakdown or the recap portion of a pay-per-view week which is next week and I'm like yo do I really want to bring that I got the, the shit kicked energy into it you know um, maybe I will have no choice if I get <laughs> the shit kicked out of me again this weekend um Going light, you know, be able to show my work. I'll let you guys know where I'm at as far as plays and all that stuff goes. Um, but the best of the, the most well-laid plans, right? And MMA is, is, is very much that way. We'll get into a, a quick recap from top to bottom. A couple shouts. Let me do the Amazon list. You guys have been hitting that more than I've been plugging it, so maybe I should be like consistently reading it off and pay that off. And show my appreciation to you guys. And then again, we will start the breakdown. All right, let's see what's what's popping off in the chat here. Um, <laughs> Ricky Omang, you know, he, he's putting a, a penis thing in there. I started the chat, like I polluted my own chat to start things off. I did one of those like pound sign, capital B, equals, 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 capital D for the D. Uh, you know, because I'm 12. Again, I'm like, that's my, my, my sense of humor. Um, don't let my high and mighty hipsterish fool you. I'm, I'm an immature... Uh, silly man uh, at the end of the day uh, so uh, I appreciate you doing that back grateful dude I appreciate the breakdowns I appreciate you grateful dude thank you uh, 
you know, being grateful for things is always good. Got to remember to do that. Andy G, what's up, Dan? Hype for this card. By the way, do you have Hamzat uh, by decapitation and mutilation over Diaz? Thanks. I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I think uh, I don't have the stat out there, but I want to say it's like 13 of his last 14, 13 of his last 15, or 14 of his last 16 fights. Nate Diaz has been the underdog. Uh, massive underdog, obviously, against uh, Hamzat, uh, as is the faithful column. Um... <laughs> Mark Fellows, my man. Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Oi, oi, oi. Let's fucking go, DT in the house. Mark Fellows in the fucking house, man. Have one. Have one for me, Mark. I may uh, have to... Compl- I've cut back and barely drink it all these days, but uh, if I if I compete in October, I'll probably have to cut my off, myself off come uh, my birthday, August 7th. Uh, that'll be the uh, two-month-plus window there. Plug the Amazon purchases, brother. I've been purchasing. It's always fun. Thank you, Andy G. Um, don't give yourself out, because what if like there was only one purchase this week and it was like a, uh, you know, a butt tickler five thousand? And we're gonna know it was Andy G. And I'm not judging a- anyone buying the butt tickler five thousand or or my man Andy G. There. I'm just saying. Careful, careful. Just kidding. We we got actually a decent uh, handful, so uh, your purchases will be disguised, but also appreciated because they are. Uh, you know me. I always gotta. I always got to get those jokes in. Don't worry. Take a shot. David Carradine joking coming, right? Um, early bet sports, but I'm going to hang out here anyway. My man, Mark. Appreciate it. Liam. Liam picks fights. Best in the... Oh, don't, don't, don't be saying that to me, right? especially right now. Especially coming from you, 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 you handsome, uh, talented uh, MF-er. No, just kidding. Uh, th- thanks, Liam. I appreciate you, man. Hey, shouts to Liam, by the way. He's been killing it, man. Um, one of the things I was just talking about... Um, with one of my guys in this heat in, here in the betting space, um, and I actually brought Liam up. I was like, you know what, like, because because my, my my buddy was like, dude, if anybody's due, you know that saying, you're due, like you are due. Because I was like just updating with my family. Fortunately, my stepdad is still in the ICU, off the ventilator, and his lungs kicked back in, not strong enough. And then while he was in the hospital, uh, the claims department decided to deny us on our second appeal that he he is not disabled enough after five tours in Vietnam and the Special Forces and Agent Orange and uh, a bunch of other stuff. But yeah, the American government terribly, t- rarely tends to pay who they owe. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and he was like, man, what is what is up with the, the, the luck? Because I was explaining, like, it's not just these stupid bets that, oh, Dan's complaining about bets or bad luck. Like, no, it's like crazy luck, and I don't want to, like, get into it, but it, it's, like, all around. But uh, as far as the betting stuff goes, back on point, I was saying, I'm like, you know what? I don't want things to change too much because, like, whether it's my guy Liam, uh, shout out to my guy Dan Stupp, um, shout out to the MMA analysis guys. Like, uh, I, I know so many, uh, I, I think my guy Clint had a big weekend, comeback weekend last weekend. Like, so many of my friends in this space have been absolutely killing it. And even though I'm eating, like, shit sandwiches, uh, you know, packaged shit sandwiches for lunch every week, it feels like, uh, there is some silver lining, like, knowing my, my friends are killing it that, you know, that some of the good guys are getting that that that, that uh, good payoff for their good work and, and just being good peeps and all that stuff. Not that any of that seems to count, but you know, it's nice to it's nice to see good people being rewarded. So massive shouts um, to anybody that that's, that's that's squeezing profit. I got listeners that are still doing good and thanking me. I'm like, why are you thanking me on a bad night? And it's because, you know, uh, like I was reminded today, like even if the plays aren't panning out, like your analysis is still still pretty damn good. So. Um, which I appreciate, but again, if it's not paying off, at least for myself or you know uh, others as they could be, I of course I'm going to be very hard on myself. So uh, let's do better this week. Let's push onward. Thank you guys for participating, 
and uh, support one another. There's enough uh, love and success to go around. Um, just hopefully some comes my way this week. We'll see. All right, let's uh, let's face the music and recap last week. My um, speaking of the MMA analysis, my guy Brad Tastic in the chat. I can't believe you would counter program us like this, Dan. I actually went an hour early because I saw you guys were going at 6 p.m. Sometimes you guys go on Tuesday, on Thursday. Shouts to the MMA analysis podcast, OGs in this space. Um, yeah, actually, I had no, no, no lie. Uh, uh, you guys are, you know, again, too honest for my own good here. Uh, yeah, I saw you guys were going at 6 p.m., so I'm like, you know what? I, I don't know how much I'm going to have to say. I got shit to say about the prelims, so we'll see how fast I can get through this. And while I'm editing, I'm probably going to head over to the MMA analysis and, and go invade and spam their chat with uh, with dicks and stuff that uh, get, gets thrown into mine. Uh, <laughs> all right. On that note, I'll, I'll come back to you chatters there in a second. Really appreciate uh, Mark, Andy, and the like all in there. Um, yeah, let's go uh, MMA talk before we get to more on uh, Amazon and perhaps more penis fill talk, of course. Uh, no ads, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry about that. Nothing, none of that here. We went um, seven and five overall, which is bad, even in picks. Picks, plays, and analysis are all different things, but oof, I, I, uh, not good on most of those things for me. Um, zero and one, and the one parlay we we took. One and zero in a straight play. Oh yeah, we did cash a bet. I don't, dude. That's how you know it's getting bad, man. Like I've been on such a bad streak that these bets that I do cash, we'll get to to, to the leech. Uh, Lee, uh, Lee Jing Liang. Um, like, I'm just like, I'm so dead inside. I'm like, I'm burnt out. I'm like, uh, yeah. Cash the bet. Okay. What's next? My guard's up. I'm ready. Um, so yeah, I won't want to know there. 0-2 in props. Um, 0-3 in round flyers. Ta 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 ta. And 0-2 in, what the fuck is FP, FAP? Um, <laughs> Fun par fun parlays. Okay, fun parlays. Yes. Sorry. Head twelve. Yeah. Uh, so that's what we did there. Um, at the top of the card, of course, Yair Rodriguez. Um, just masterclass submission over Brian Ortega. Uh, now, of course, I had Ortega by sub, and depending on who you ask, he is the one who got subbed, even though it goes in the books as a TKO shoulder injury. I don't know. I mean, as a guy who is guilty of being a fucking hipster contrarian, like even me I'm like yo are we just being all just trying to be contrarian to be contrarian out there like people were actually like arguing about this and like getting up in arms about it like I mean I'm happy because I'm imagining most of the board bet Yair by KO so you know again hey, just because I can't don't catch doesn't mean I'm not rooting for other people to cash so uh I, I really got no problem on it I'm I'm I could really care less on how they've called it uh, for many reasons, but yeah, that that was that was sour because I felt like uh, you know um, Rodriguez was going to give us an opportunity for it for the submission, but uh, <clears throat> it did not play. I know you know Rodriguez was doing well early, but again, I've done some. I mean, I, I don't care. I'm not crying over spilt milk. Uh, I was more bummed at just the results. Obviously, it's, it's not even so much the. You know me, I'm not, I'm not the robbery, bad stoppage guy. I'm like, even when I, I probably could be sometimes, I'm, I'm pretty reserved when it comes to that, um, as far as that type of crying over spilt milk kind of a deal. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like, Rodriguez, the fast starter, was having success um, in the realm where he already had the on-paper advantage on against a striker, uh, in the striking realm, against a guy who is a slow starter. Color me surprised? Like, I, 
I think everybody who was on the Ortega side even was kind of expecting that. So, again, I don't... I, I, I think it's just that we, we love to be right culture kind of a thing. Like, you know, and we'll just create arguments about it. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I could care less about that stuff. So, um, yeah, we had uh, Amanda Lamos defeating Michelle Waterson by submission guillotine choke. Uh, I should have sprinkled on the submission. Um, shout out to my guy, Lou Betya, uh, the Yambag special over there. Um, I, I don't know if he uh, if he threw any uh, any size of bags uh, on this, but I remember. Shout out to also my guy, uh, Eric Betts fights. I had a great time with him on his show, uh, by the way. And uh, in that, I think Lou Betia was in the chat, and that's where um, I'm sure I discussed it here too. And again, even on Junkie, uh, I try to stay consistent with all this stuff. My pick was, in fact, second round submission, which did happen. But um, yeah, we specifically broke that up, uh, broke that down, and was asked about that. And my guy Eric Betts fights uh, on his channel. Go go like and subscribe. Uh, his stuff there, good dude. Um, but uh, but yeah, I you know I just said it was that that minus twelve hundred or something. People were saying in some areas like I did. Hopefully y'all y'all took a stab at that. Um, I I didn't. Probably probably should have. I'm just you know maybe the WMMA a bit burnt from that. I don't know. I can't remember what it was. And then I think I was already exposed um, on the parlay that oh would it could have almost hit. Uh, Li Jing Liang did did hit. He defeated the king of kung fu, Muslim Salikov. So it was nice to see. Uh, it's nice to see China take back some, uh, even though, you know, Muslim Salikov seems like a nice dude, and it, it, who cares where you're from and where you're born? We can all love and appreciate each other's art, so I'm not, it's a wink and a nudge here, folks, relax, but yes, it's it's nice to, you know, especially just, you know, Asian stuff being hated so much on a grand scale, yet also just being appropriated more disproportionately on a grand scale, that weird dichotomy of Asian-ness of the world today, uh, Shouts to my guy, my uh, guy Brad, and people share that Li Jing Liang getting his flag taken. But to be fair, they are doing that to a bunch of fighters. But yeah, it'll be worth in London. We see uh, how if they rudely, because I get the rule, but like, dude, that they, the uh, the the bald white gentleman rudely uh, ripped it away. Optics, optics, uh, rudely ripped that away, man. That was that was that was crappy. And, and, and Li Jing Liang was like all class. He's like, oh come on, man, can I have it back? Can I at least have my necklace back that you like you ripped off too in the process? Because you were such a jerk. Um, but yeah, it was cool to see the leech get that. Um, you know, uh, the sub didn't hit. We were close to the the round three that really could have saved the night. But it's okay. I get it. You know, he didn't. Um, he wasn't showing much. Uh, no issue with that. Um, w with that stoppage, uh, Schnell defeated uh, Sumaderji. Um, this fight just had everybody talking. It had me doing sidewalk slams on the freaking ground and pound dummy bag this week. Which was fun. Someone caught that on video. I, I fuck around a lot. I'll like throw elbow drops and shit. I'll sneak shit in just for, just for the shits of it. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, I, I just, uh, what was I saying? Um, did something? Oh, Chanel. Yeah, I had Sue Madarji for the Southpaw parlay. Went two for three. Sue was was in there. I added him. You know, probably shouldn't. Probably should have stayed away. Like I, I initially kind of had the vibe of. Um, and, uh, of course, uh, round of the year, just like fight of the year. Again, these bad luck reminders, man. Like, both round of the year and fight of the year are, like, fights that I bet on and was winning my bet until I was losing. Uh, although I will say, actually, Chanel um, prob probably could have and uh, subbed them as well in the first round. So it wasn't like it was one-way traffic. I'm not trying to say that. But I'm just saying, like, you know, uh, you know, 
between Glover and Yuri, who you know was winning the fight on the car, uh, on on the cards, and you know had the most closing, uh, uh, close to closing, a t- a, a, you know uh, closures for lack of a better word. I'm, I'm struggling here. Um, yeah, it was definitely the guy I was on, and that was not the guy who won. <laughs> so, oh boy, it'll be fun to revisit these things for reminders, and we'll get to the Molly McCann, you know, round three spinning elbow, wrong side of that. Uh, yeah, it's just, just these, oh my gosh, I was, telling, I was telling my buddy Aaron, I was like, this is the annoying thing, and I think I was even having this conversation with uh, my guy Luca Fury uh, when we hung out, was like, you know, we hung up on... Yeah, Luca a lot less because he that guy barely loses. He's the fucking he's he's the he's the Lord Luca. He's the man uh, for a reason. Um, but like you know, um, and when you know on his occasional, he's not afraid to like you know wax about it either, and he'll show his work and it's cool, it's whatever. And I do my own version of the same. So uh, that's what I guess what I'm talking about here. And I was talking to him, and I was like, man, it's it's funny. It's like you either take it as a compliment that like well. It takes uh, that much, you know, for you to lose. Kind of, the, it takes those kind of beats for you to lose. Um, but for me, it's like, you know, at, at this point, it doesn't really feel that way. Cause like, I'm, I was like, literally spent like a decent amount of time the other night trying to parse through being on the winning side of those beats, you know, as far as wins or, or and uh, and those beats in general. And that's a game we could play if you guys want to throw it in the chat. Uh, whether it was like a really controversial stoppage crazy like fluke things like the arms popping out or, or uh, you know shin snapping or things like that or whatever uh, bad decisions robberies air quotes feel free to like name it do it through in the chat we'll, we'll see a game and see if uh, if I bet it and if I bet it I'm, I'm guessing there'd probably be an 80 to 90 percent chance I was on the wrong side of it I'm like this is really fucking weird so it's just you know, um, I was joking with my guy Dan. He was like, "Yeah, I'm like 14 to one of these close decisions." I'm like, "That's like the exact opposite record of me right now." Um, in these, and this wasn't anything bad or it was just a fun fight. There's nothing to cry about. I'm not, you know, it just was just like, oh, it's just, it, you know, it's, it's more ironic that I'm like, okay, yeah, it's definitely round of the year for me as well. But it sucks that all these of the years are like eating shit on those. Um, Shane Burgos defeated Charles Jordan. Um, yeah, I didn't. I, I watched this one. I wasn't scoring it, but I was surprised that the ten eight was in round two, not round three. Um, and it's hard because it's like, and again, shout out to Anik Florian podcast. Anik puts things just in a in a really middle ground way that I fucking love because everybody's like too hard one side or too hard the other. Um, you know, uh, God forbid we have a little bit more middle ground here. And he was like, you know, he said it the best. He's like, you know, it. it Say what you will about these judges, man. They get a lot of criticism, but it takes a lot of balls, you know, uh, to, you know, to pull out your balls to, to lay a 10-8 because you know it's going to get criticized by everybody, right? And when you lay the 10-8 in round two, it's like it's hard to criticize judges for going against that A because we were on a really bad streak of them being afraid of doing it, right? The Aljo Yan, round two, so forth. So, again, I don't want to criticize them for that. B... As we're all getting into criteria, we're seeing how much more biased it is towards striking than it is to grappling. Um, both arguably written and more importantly, the interpretation, two different things, folks. Um, and uh, I'm still formulating my, my, my Q&A list uh, for a judge here to get some clarification on these things. Um, but uh, we're in the gray area where, where it doesn't exist. But um, but yeah, and so if he's going to go 10-8 round two, that means he was really favoring the grappling. And you know me, like I'm like, getting mad at them for not giving enough credit to grappling so am I really going to give him shit for that 
And I guess the argument is, well, if you want that for round two, why the hell wouldn't you go to round three? And again, back to Anik and Anik Flooring Podcast. Shout out to them. Um, again, you're already getting scrutinized for throwing one 10-8, right? And then you have a, a round that was crazy, and you want to go 10-8 maybe, but you're like, I just gave a 10-8, and is it a crazy round? And I'm just kind of drunk off the bias of the round, right? Because that's absolutely real. Maybe he was trying to overcorrect, you know, do a mistake that I probably would have made, right? We, we talk about uh, overcorrecting the steering wheel, and that's a lot of the mistakes we see. You know, if a judge, if a ref stops something early, um, chances, uh, chances are you're probably going to get a late stoppage later that night from him be- because it's natural overcorrection of the steering wheel. It's human nature, that, that thing that we don't talk about, but it's always present, right? Um, so I, it's forgivable for me, but do I agree with it? No, I don't agree with it. I, I, I agree with most of you, I imagine. But, um, but yeah, uh, I, and I'm not trying to like do the Apu thing, like uh, taking bullets for fucking judges out here or whatever. I don't give a shit. I'm, I'm going to keep the same energy regardless if I, you know, talk to one or not. But, um, I'm just saying like, it's, it's, it's more understandable than I think initially you might think. Lauren Murphy defeated Misha Tate. Boy, Misha got fucked up here. Happy for Lauren Murphy, though. Um, Puna Heli, sorry, Puna defeated Dolce Jambula. Shouts to my guy Eric and the Puna facial story I got. I'm not even going to, I'm going to keep it right there. Bohachinha Depot's radar probably went up enough, and I don't know if I gave enough motion, so let's let's make sure I don't make that mistake. <laughs> I love Bohachinha Depot, by the way, and uh, if I ever get fucking memed, I would have deserved it, and uh, I'd appreciate it. Um... <clears throat> Don't worry, uh, Paul Craig by sub. Having Paul Craig by sub against Jamal Hill. Yeah, there is that. There is that. Yeah, yeah. If you want to argue about it, that is the one. Um, when you have the guy who always wins by sub and he doesn't get the sub. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, again, but back to what I said, like, that, that hurt a bunch of people. Whereas, like, my hearts go out to the contrarian who bet Yair by sub. Absolutely. But, you know... Uh, if we got to crack some eggs, right, to make an omelet, well, I think we can all agree. Let's let's at least, again, I, I'm not even, I picked Ortega. I'm not even a Yair fan. My money was on the other side, but that doesn't mean I can't root for the other side. So it does have some importance. We'll get to Paul Craig. And, Brad, if you had to tune out, it's fine. Uh, let's just say I'm probably where Lance is um, on this fight. Maybe not, actually, because uh, I didn't kick for coverage in one place. You guys can guess where I'm headed with the Bear Jew. Uh, let me break through the rest of this, and I'll clean up the chat. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, that was the southpaw parlay he hit. Ricky Simon Vato defeated Jack Shore. Shouts to to uh, Brad and everybody else who had uh, uh, Ricky Simon. I wanted to be on the train. I'm, I'm bummed I didn't get on there, but I'm glad I at least kept myself. Um, I think I had enough for, for fun, like a short inside the distance, I think, in like the fun prop parlay. But like, I was like, well, like five bucks or whatever, like... Uh, I, I, aside from that, I kept the same energy that I told you guys, like dogger pass all day, uh, regardless if you agree with my pick or not. Hopefully you did it. That's what it paid. Uh, Bill Algio defeated Herbert by... Hi, Kyle. Oh, sorry, every time I see Herbert. Um, yeah, oh, we almost gotten around. We almost gotten around three. Um, he was done for sure, so I didn't expect to get into it. But... Uh, I forget. There was something there that Herb pissed me off, I'm sure, but who cares? It's a tough job. Dustin Jacoby defeated Da Unjung. Um, I hated that fight just because, if memory recalls, I think Da Unjung was doing good until he wasn't, and I didn't play this fight at all. I hate it because I called this, guys. I fucking called this. 
Um, and I know I went on a, a mini tangent too on like um, Aaron's pre-show, I think, and then maybe even on Eric's show. Um, for whatever reason in the MMA betting community, there's always one fight that the whole MMA betting community gets contentious about, and it's always the stupidest fucking fight. Like, it is the stupidest fight from a technical standpoint. It has no meaning. It's on the prelims. It's fighters that have no sample size. You shouldn't even be fucking betting on them. Like, look at the stupidest fight, and that's like MMA betting. I'm going to put my dick on this side. I'm going to put my dick on this side. I'm going to get slobber on this side. And then it's the worst because it's going to be a fucking greasy fight, and it doesn't matter how it ends, even if it's by, like, abrupt knockout. And uh, and where, like, the other guy was losing, you just the side that wins just goes, Say, I told you, easy money, easy money. Because, you know, I went in there and I did the training camp, and I was smart enough to bet on a, on a stupid fight. Easy money. Fucking hate that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that's you. I'm sorry. There's definitely bets where, yeah, it's like, wow, I expected to sweat that, and I didn't have to, and all good. Collect your money. But God damn, if there was a time to just either A, act like you've been there before, or B, give me a pass for absolutely shitting on the community that um, I play that, that I play to is that is my home, right? Um, I'm sorry, I got to here. It is the stupidest fucking thing. Tell me you guys don't don't know, don't see that all the time. It's it is so stupid. If you catch, by the way, grats on you. I'm not hating. It has nothing to do with the pick. Like I had nothing. I didn't want anything to do with this fight. I just hate how up in their own ass and up in everybody else's ass everybody in the MMA betting community gets and it's over the stupidest fucking fights sorry it's, 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 it's so dumb Dustin Stoltz was really into Germany defeated Dwight Grant um and I'm so dumb by the way I was just like whoa look at those shorts it looks like right out of the uh you know third Reichus Duplice uh you know era and uh, I went to look at Germany's flag, and I'm like, oh, no, it's just the, the... Wow, they really didn't change their flag too much from World War II. <laughs> it's the eagle. There's the... Sorry. I love I loved Germany, by the way. This is such nice people. They speak amazing English, and then they apologize. They speak the best English in mainland Europe, and then will apologize to you. Uh, Americans who, you know, they should be probably, you know, treating like how the French treat us. Uh, instead, they're like dirt nice to us, and we're like, oh, I'm sorry, my, my, my English is not better. Uh, I'm like, no, no you, you're fine. Please, don't apologize. Um, so, again, I got love for Germany, but yeah. Dude's really into Germany. Emily Ducote defeated Jessica Penny, and uh, that wraps that up. Let's uh, let's go check out this, uh, this chat right here. Um, let's see what you guys are doing, and we'll get to this, uh, this, this schmakedown breakdown. All right, sports, missing the game. Pleasure to see you live. Um, yeah, remember that. My guy Liam, this Mark Fellows. FP equals fat prick reminds me of Joe Pesci in Goodfellas. Yeah, no, no, yeah, fun parlay. But now I'm gonna think of fat, fat prick. Uh, Joe Pesci, Goodfellas. Um, hey, Drew. T. Drew Crook, neat spots on this card. But I'm thinking of hoarding monies until it's time to place that Aljo Oliveira parlay. Don't tease me, Drew. Cheers, Dan. Hey, you know what? Never a bad move to sit and pass, man. It's never a bad move uh, to not play if you don't have to. I was actually going to do that this week a bit, but I can't help myself. And uh, maybe I'll have some more news to report to you guys in the near future on the betting fronts. We'll see. We'll see here. Um, but uh, that's what we call a tease in the business, but it was badly done. 
Um, Bilal's beak. Hey. Oh man, I got love for Bilal and uh, and the beaks, baby. Uh, all I need to know is if you think Patty can actually knock this guy out with his wild nonsense. Uh, sadly, I think I think that 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 could be a real possibility. Uh, fight goes. Uh, well, we'll get we'll get to that fight. Um, fight goes the distance at plus two hundred. Seemed like a no brainer to me. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that fight. Um, the the first is possible, and uh, I haven't written my article yet. I'm gonna write it after this, but I already did tape study for that one, and I think what I ended up was was just a. a we'll, we'll get to it, but uh, you know, that plus two hundred is some value. Uh, I'm not on it, but don't hate it if you are. All right, Ablaz Big does uh, does take balls to give ten eight because criticism from some fans. Uh, doesn't affect job security as far uh, does it take balls to give 10-8 because criticism of fans doesn't affect job security as far as I know they can score however they want with zero repercussions am I wrong I, I definitely am of the thing where like more accountability um, but uh, I'm talking about the uh, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt and I've, I've actually you know the few times I've cornered and stuff I've seen these judges meetings where they they, they round up and powwow um, uh, on site the night of and then apparently again there's like these judges calls as far as the, after the big events um, that some of my media colleagues have even been on themselves so they aren't mythical things um, there is account there's some accountability it's 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 a boys club like everything else right so you want to go with the flow so I, I guess I guess me more on their side but from a sport and fan perspective it'd be nice for that accountability too but you got to remember we don't have enough good judges and good referees as is that's a problem that defenders of these people and um, detractors of these people I think that's a common thread we can all agree is there's not enough talent so if we that's another thing about the open scoring uh, why I'm, I'm not the biggest fan again I, I don't care I don't even throw my hat in the argument because I give a shit but I'm almost not a big, biggest fan of it not just from a selfish gambling and entertainment perspective but also it's like it's not going to make the judging any better which is our, the main complaint right again common thread that we all have here let's focus on right um, it's not going to make that any better. And in fact, one could argue, I bring up open scoring, because that type of accountability from that side of things um, actually would, might just deter and make the job less attractive than it already is. So I think it's more the accountability more on the other side, which again, even from the fan side, the detractor side, we should be pushing for more accountability. We don't need lip service. It's like, fine, if you want to come out, do a press conference, release a statement for us, cool. Media will report it. Cool, but at the end of the day, um, I would rather have them face actual accountability and repercussions like we do at all our jobs rather than the amplified um, social media bullshit where you have like doc the doctor the diaz and masvidal is like getting his like death threats to his business practice and that bullshit you know what i'm saying like i'm not i'm not really about that so if that makes sense um ricky omang let's go team ricky yeah ricky simone vato team mullet my goodness i i uh i hate picking against ricky simone because you know i'm a big, big fan of saying his name and uh and his style man that dude's really improving this boxing's really getting better so uh, you th this was the time he needed to make these improvements so you love to see it man i'm really happy for that guy um, Mark Fellows, give me Bear Jew versus Cute Laba purely for the face paint wars. Oh, that'd be great. How is that? How is that fight not happen? That's like, and that's a submission all day. You just loading up on the sub. Um, Bilal's beak fight. He goes to the decisions. Easy money. I'm gonna shout you if it does, my friend. But uh, I think it may go there. Excuse me. Dan Hamilton, be like water. Bruce Lee. Yeah, there we go. 
Ricky O'Mang, can't stay away when you have the degen tingles running down. Yeah, I guess I do. You know, I'm not completely dead and burnt, right? If I'm back for more. Back for more, eh? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. All right, governor. All right, so we're going to read off some Amazon uh, stuff, and then we'll get uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get on to the breakdown here, okay? Uh, somebody bought Nature's Way Alive Men's Ultra Complete Multivitamin. High potency. That's right, baby. It's going to make them real potent. Easy, Dan. What are you even talking about? Um, why do you have to make everything sexual? Uh, I appreciate you buying that um, multivitamin there. I got to do something with the read. Uh, these are, some of these reads are fucking hilarious, by the way. I'll... Um, I recently bought um, I bought a cup and some protective gear and oh my god the fucking reviews are hilarious. Um, somebody bought um, oh my god I haven't I just saw that they're making a fourth one so I wonder if this is anything to do. Somebody bought uh, the four K Ultra HD. I appreciate it. those are more expensive. John Wick chapters one through three. Uh, feel free to chime in on the chat guys. Is that is John Wick? Do I got to catch up on this? My girl says it, she says I like it. Um, John Wick fans, yay or nay? Give me thumbs up, thumbs down in the chat. What you guys think of the John Wick series? If I should add that to my queue. Um, somebody bought um, Lotrimin Ultra One Week Athlete's Foot Treatment. Hey man, I got some Lotrimin as well. Um, I keep it for the uh, anything suspicious on the feet, you know, and the mat. My wrestling shoes are protecting me. Mine's more for like you know the. I have that Lotrimin for like the ringworm and the fungal, anti-fungal stuff. So, uh, it's important. I know. It's important. Um, what else? What we got here? Somebody got Laguna Moon Essential Oil Gift Set. It comes under health and wellness. Okay, health and wellness. That's the category. There's some funny categories here, by the way. Dude, I just I just realized this. I don't know if they've had this, and I'm just like, because I barely read shit. But they actually have like a sexual wellness tab on Amazon and I clicked it because I'm 12 and uh, it's just a bunch of dildos like shop a bunch of big dicks around my page I'm like whoa what's going on here I'm like whoa whoa close 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 when stuff like that happens when like you have like accidental dicks right accidental right because accidental like gratuitous nudity on your thing I always like regret not being on a uh, like on an airplane where it's like worth like whoops <laughs> whoa you know like I can imagine like I remember I think one time I got on the way to New York doing tape study for like UFC 223 I forget what fight I was watching was super bloody and I just look over and there's like some kid that's just like locked in and his mom's like mm. I'm sorry my uh, favorite podcast, The Film Vault, they're talking about like this old guy got one of those like players back when they just started the uh, the movie players, handing them out on the airplanes. And he's old, so he doesn't really know how to like get technology. And he finally, and, and like this guy is like watching him like from an aisle seat, like a couple seats back. And he sees the old guy finally get a movie, but he clicks I Love You Man, or I Love You Philip Morris, which apparently starts with like a gratuitous gay, gay sex scene. And it's just like this like old like white conservative looking dude like in my and and like the, the podcast dude was just like oh I know what's coming I know what's coming and the the reward must have been so beautiful because it was sure enough the sex scene cues and the guy is just <laughs> and he but he's old so he can't figure out how to shut it off and the dude's just laughing having the time of his life watching him fumble around uh, pretty much gay porn for the whole aisle to see wow Dan that was a useful story uh, someone bought <laughs> on that note. Um, Online treadmill covers for non-folding home running machines. Wow, thank you. Buying some maintenance gear for the running machine. I appreciate you 
By the way, this is a, these are Amazon purchases, which you can go through um, the website that supports this here show, MixMarshallAnalyst.com. That's my website, MixMarshallAnalyst.com. To the right, you may have to toggle if you're on a mobile. Uh, that was a really bad bane. If you're on a mobile, you might have to toggle to the right, but you'll see um, Amazon on it. Click throughs. You just click through those, do your purchasing, um, and at no extra cost, literally not even a percentile. Um, it doesn't cost you extra, but it does send a percentage of your purchase back to this here show. And at least for the Amazon, not the on it, I get a list of what you buy. I don't get your name. So again, if you want to go over to that sexual wellness tab, have yourself a time and just fucking, you know, just go on a chopping spree of dicks. I won't know it was you. Again, I won't know you were the one that purchased the shopping spree of dicks. Just click through mixedmarshallanalyst.com. Your, your habit can support the show. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's what I'm reading from here. So I'm about a three-pack iPhone charger, six-foot Cabe Pow lighting cable. Thank you very much. And lastly, but not leastly, someone bought Moonfall. Moon, are you a How Did This Get Made fan? Is it because How Did This Get Made recently did it? And uh, I don't know if it's, it's not streaming anywhere yet. Uh, by the way, uh, shout-out to my guy, Sean Sheehan. He killed it in Moonfall. Uh, just kidding, by the way. Now, if you've seen that movie, this guy, it's actually, uh, it's good from Game of Thrones. It's fucking Samuel Tarly. Uh, Samuel Tarly kills it in that movie, too, uh, for as goofy as a movie that is, Moonfall. Um, but all right, thank you guys for clicking the link. We're going to get to the breakdown here after I clean up the chat. <laughs> Let's see what you guys said. Any John Wick uh, stuff? Any kind of feedback here? Let's see what we got. John Wick is great from Ricky O'Mang. Uh, Steve Gregory, what up, Steve? Hey, Black Country Banger is my Mike Chandler's Swinger name, <laughs> yes. Hey, Steve, isn't that like a black country? Isn't that like there's a bunch of mills or something out there? That part of England is that where it's from? What what the name is from? Either that or it sounds like an Avenged Sevenfold album. But uh, yeah, let's go with the uh, <laughs> black country banger. I had a, I had a buddy, ex roommate of mine. He used to just do this uh, default all like that's what she said joke. But he, it was a uh, that was my nickname in high school. You know, and that's a great one. It comes up more than you would think, you know, and just anything that sounds sexual or suspect, you just go, that was my nickname in high school. That's what they used to call me in high school. It's, it, if you want to be a creepy loser like me, that's, there's a joke for you. Um, yep, yeah, uh, more John Wick love in the chat. My guy Brad, who needs the sexual wellness page when I can just do Thick Willie tape study? I'm telling you, dude, Thick Willie needs to, you know what, enough with the stigma with the girls, only fans. I think we need to bring balance to the force. And Thick Willie is the perfect guy to bring balance to the force. We need a, a Thick Willie OnlyFans, you know, uh, support him. Uh, I don't know if he keeps having these performances. I don't know how much longer he's going to be in the UFC. So he's got we got to get the Thick Willie OnlyFans page going. Even if he's just lifting weights, you know, lifting Latinas, whatever he's got to do. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. We're going to go to the breakdown here. All right. Going to timestamp 3807. Uh, let's let's blow through this UFC London breakdown, shall we? All right, UFC London, UFC Fight Night, uh, Pimblet. I'm just kidding. It feels like it, right? This SOB's freaking face is pasted everywhere. Um, you know, again, quote quote my guy Fanyo from the fight side. UFC likes racist guys. That's <laughs> true. Uh, oh, Patty the Batty. Uh, White natty the batty, white nationalism baby. Uh, all right, on that note, let's. It's, it's uh, it's sorry, it's it's. Oh, I, I I like the headline. I like Aspinall. Aspinall seems like a dude I want to have a beer with. 
Uh, that's a guy I would love to have a drink with. Aspinall seems like a fucking cool dude. Uh, we got As uh, we got Blades versus Aspinall main event. All right. Um, all right. We got uh, Curtis Blades as your underdog plus one fifteen. This opened at a pick of minus one hundred eight a piece. Public money, of course, usually does go England's way. They typically back their fighters at the betting window. There's typically some inflation baked in, but. I find myself siding with the favorite Tom Aspinall minus 135, which may be a surprise because for some reason, I don't think my breakdown dropped yet. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to get him in earlier, folks, but uh, it's, it's a bit crazy this week. So, uh, you know, uh, bear with bear with my my fine people over there at MMA Junkie, but but peep that breakdown, please. It, it helps uh, when you click and, and share. Also have the main card picks and prognostications. But uh, you guys be getting my early picks here, of course, as your reward. Veterans respond reward. I guess hardcore band I'm quoting. Um, vengeance will be someone's reward because this one, yeah, it's hard to see this one going to the judges. Um, yeah, I actually took uh, Aspinall here. I know, especially after like the Ricky Simon Vato and uh, Jack Shore. We're like, wait, we see what the more tested uh, U UFC product American wrestler does to the hype product who hasn't been as tested, right? Not untested, but as tested. Um, so I don't blame anybody seeing the, the magic V word, the value on the underdog here, you know? Um, and I like Blades a lot, man. He just seems like a really cool dude. Uh, always been a big fan. Seldom pick against him. Hate picking against this guy. Um, I'll randomly do it sometimes, though. And this is one of those times. Um, his striking has gotten a lot better, man. Um, his proprioception, he's really seeing stuff that's, that's huge for a heavyweight, you know? Um, he doesn't feel the need to wrestle himself into a hole. Uh, which is good, makes him not as counterable because he's not as predictable. And without the need to wrestle himself in the hole and exert himself, um, subsequently, Blades, his pacing is improved. So these are all good things. So for that reason, uh, the counterability, the unknowns of Aspinall, his sweep and submission game, which hold that note, I actually would not be surprised for Blades to continue his trend of striking until... A takedown comes up that he can't pass up, or he needs to go to that. I got a feeling that is the plan. Um, Blade sounds good. He sounds like he's focusing on, on himself, whereas Aspinall, it sounds like he's focusing all on Blades. And I kind of worry about that because in my breakdown and the way I break this fight down, I said that, you know, the reason why I'm picking Aspinall is because, well, he's got multiple ways to win it. He can, even though he pressures forward, which is good, because again, it's like, what. what there's a lot of unknowns, which I'm trying to bake into my prediction and make room for here, right? We'll get to that. But we have to obviously go off the knowns. And what does Tom Aspinall do for how short his fights are? He pressures forward. He's got good straight punches. They're fast. More active than a Darren Till. Even, you know, uh, he's orthodox, unlike Darren, but he's got that confident swagger. In his last two fights, he's opened southpaw. And he's shown that he can throw combinations and improv into a clinch takedown. Um, in, like in his last fight against Volkov, right? Um, but when the opportunity comes, he counters like a motherfucker. He's not a back foot typical counter guy. He comes forward. He's not waiting around. He's putting out his own offense there. But he is good about drawing out attacks. Um, he seems to have a good reactionary sprawl. Like Even early in his career in fights that he lost... It looks like he actually gets the beat on the sprawl, but like he does that thing where it's like 
you kind of half, especially early on, you know, you kind of half sprawl, and you're like, can I get a takedown here? Like, do I want the guillotine? Like, oh, I'm young, and I'm talented, so that part of me wants to go for the guillotine, but they like, I want to be smart and keep position. So I want to keep position. Oh, but he's kind of giving me the guillotine, and then you're getting taken down because you didn't commit to defense or offense, right? Or there's the maybe oh, I, I, I sprawled on him, and I think maybe I can float to his back. Oh, no, he's taking me down. And then as we're getting to the takedown point, if you're a guy who primarily competed, has your black belt, came up in jiu-jitsu, we haven't had to see it yet, but apparently has really good sweeps from bottom. And big guys actually can. I know heavyweight jiu-jitsu, but when heavyweight guys do want to do good jiu-jitsu, it's like you don't have to be a, a guard or anything like crazy explosive athlete for sweeps. It's just doing it and doing it competently will give you such a huge advantage because it's heavyweight, right? And this guy actually looks like well-built, good athlete, um, as well as a good understanding, and, a, and he puts a high value on technique. Um, so part of me thinks that it looks like he was a little bit passive early on in his career. He would kind of secede that bottom position. And sometimes it would pay off because he would go for leg locks uh, or he would get leg locked um, in return in like a wild scramble in like that Stuart Austin fight where they just went like tooth and nail and almost finished each other multiple times. It was just like an aggressive young guy's fight in their career kind of allowed to really breathe until they, their burger, essentially. Um, you know, I know that loss doesn't look good. I'm not trying to stand for it or anything. I'm just saying like it's just what it was that at that point in your career. Even prospects lose, and when they usually lose, it's early in their career, and it's by submission, right? Um, that's usually the way it goes. Uh, but as you go into his career and it progresses, his sprawl actually looks a lot better. Now, is he having Curtis Blades shoot on him? No. Uh, I think Curtis Blades can still get him down. Yes, I think that. Yes, yes. I think that he probably will get him down, in fact, if he wants to in this fight. Um, I th you know, uh, but uh, if he does, especially if he's hurt, even if he's not hurt, you know, um, have we seen Blades against good jiu-jitsu guys? I know we haven't seen Aspinall against American wrestler, uh, much less the size and skill of Blades, but have we seen, conversely, um, Blades against really good jiu-jitsu guys? Again, there are not really many at the heavyweight division, so even though he's more experienced and has fought better guys, you can't exactly say yes. So, you know, who knows if Blades doesn't get submitted there, you know, because... Uh, he's been getting better on the ground with his jiu-jitsu, but because of that... I don't know if it's just the opponents, but I feel like we've been seeing sometimes less of the violence, right? And I'm, that can cost you. You know, I remember I was I was really critical. That might have been a reason why um, I didn't do a formal breakdown, so I didn't probably research the card. It's probably off week, but I'm, I'm pretty sure to come clean. I was just like, and again, it's something like I bet or told anybody to bet. God forbid, but I think I just took a flyer on the underdog, like Dawkins, right? Um, just because I really hated that Rosenstruck performance where. He fought safe in the unsafe way at heavyweight, where safe isn't safe at heavyweight. Sometimes what's safe in MMA is, is just not safe at heavyweight. And we saw that where it just took one knee that almost separated him from consciousness, but it closed his eye. Then what if he gets another doctor stoppage from having an eye closed? Which has happened to him before, right? Against Ninganu. And when you have dominant positions on a guy like Rosenstruck, who has zero to no getup game, and you're not able to advance, and in fact, Rosenstruck was actually able to, like, get a clean get-up or two in that fight. Um, yeah, I just wasn't sure. Now, Dawkins was a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt too, but obviously didn't have the same threats, nor was I pick picking or... Not that I was confident anyways in Dawkins, but n nor would I have been confident in that part of his game. I'm pretty sure it was just one of those 
like strikers, uh, sh- uh, flyers on the strikes, right? Had heavyweight kind of a deal. Um, which, again, Tom Aspinall can do. He can counter him. Um, and here's the thing that I pointed out in my thing why I said uh, I'm a little worried, though. If Aspinall says he's worried about blades, I would rather him. And this doesn't mean anything, right? He can still go out and do what I'm about to say. But I would rather him have the attitude of, I want to, I'm just worried about what I'm going to do. Because what else does Tom Aspinall do? He pressures, he punches, he counters when those are there. But what else does he do? Because pressuring and punching pushes people to the fence. And when they get to the fence, he will go and shoot takedowns of his own. And he's actually got some decent shots. Um, as explosive as Curtis Blades, as powerful as Curtis Blades, like maybe not, no. But, you know, they're, they're, they're actually pretty good shots. He's also got some tricks from the clinch that we haven't seen. Shout out to my guy Aaron Bronstetter. Had a really good interview of Aspinall kind of breaking down and teasing parts of his game that we haven't seen yet as well. Um, but if he wants to go for the takedown, and again, numbers don't tell the whole story, but there's a reason why Curtis Blades has a 33% takedown defense rate because the guy makes suspect choices. And I think the reason why he makes suspect choices, and not that he doesn't know how to defend takedowns, of course he does. But if you go back through all of the attempted takedowns on him, like... There's not a lot of good defense being displayed there. Um, A, and B, he's choosing to strike instead of defend a lot of times, too. So both prioritization and defense, not what you'd like to see. Now, most of these samples are early in his career. You've got to, his most relevant ones, you got to go to that Volkov fight. And again, he was tired. It was the fourth round. The Cody East fights, like those, those were, that was only a two-round fight, but that, that fight was like an insane war from start to finish. So again, he's under duress. In all these situations, that's the big caveat. But at the same time, you got to wonder, like, maybe that's not a coincidence. Maybe that's not a caveat, right? Because, you know, just the the big guys aren't used to being on their back. Wrestlers aren't used to being on their back. Well, what the hell is a big wrestler going to be like off their back, right? How often are they getting put there in practice? How often are people even shooting on them, right? That's the thing. Not even you got to go through his stats and you'll see most people aren't shooting on them. Well, it makes sense. Why would you want to shoot on a giant guy? Uh, who's got the wrestling advantage, and you've seen him turn people's face into a fire hydrant. Like, you're not going to want to shoot on that guy unless you're just as big, if not bigger, in certain dynamics, and you're a better ground fighter and a mat wrestler and submission grappler to boot top and bottom, which I'm willing to wager Aspinall is. Now, if you're not the better wrestler, that means F all, right? So I'm not, you know, I'm not saying it's that easy of math, but that part of the math does exist. We could see it play out with just one takedown. We've seen guys crumble, man. Like really strong, really good guy because it's it's not it's not it's physical, it's mental. We got the strikes and the elbows. Um, it's miserable. So I'm really curious here if Tom Aspinall is gonna flip uh, the script and put blades on his back. But yeah, if Aspinall can win standing, if he can win by taking him down, if he can win by getting taken down and submitting him off his back, or getting a sweep and ending up on top, and then putting him through the paces there. Um, I like it. Blades is going to have to to get him in the deep water, but the way Aspinall fights, it's kill or be killed. You know, that, that's probably why he's got losses to guys like Stuart Austin, granted again, early in his career, and those caveats and the war that it was. And, you know, he arguably could have had the, and maybe should have had the stoppage there at a certain point of that fight too, sure. But that aside, so I'm actually going to go with Aspinall here. This isn't, it's a bettable price, but it's heavyweight MMA. Um, and there's still unknowns about Aspinall. So it doesn't make me too confident um, as far as like money lines or betting a chalk here, right? I don't blame anybody taking the dog. But um, BetMGM did post a plus 600 number for submission. I think it's like plus 5 and 550 most places. 
But Aspinall by sub. I think he's going to sub him because um, if he does rock blades on the feet, uh, unless he puts him out cold, which could happen, but blades, you know, even though he's hurtable, he's, he's, he's hard to put out one shot, even Mark Hunt, right? And he's still shooting after that, right? So he's going to probably shoot into something. Or if Aspinall sweeps or Aspinall takes initiative and gets on top, I feel like a lot of roads quietly lead to submission there. Um, so I actually put .33 units on that. And then in my uh, bet online house with where I, I, I take the method and round props, all I did was sprinkle there. Um, you guessed it, .17U. Um, for round one sub, plus 1,200, .17U. And round two sub, plus 1,600, .17U. Um, that's all I took. Not not, not big exposure. Um, just, just for funsies. All right. Um, have a drink with Steven Seagal. Kevin Sanders. John Wick sucks. We need more Steven Seagal. <laughs> is that Kevin Sanders' uh, black belt? Uh, multiple black belt. That uh, is my old training partner there in the uh, Kempo Karate days. What's up, Kevin? Um, any thick willy tape study. Jai Herbert lives in a town that looks like the back of a fridge. <laughs> Heavy industrial town. Oh, hey, man. Be proud of where you're from, I guess, right? Uh, there we go. Um, Andy G. Blades vs. Aspinall is the violence play. I actually see a lot of fights not going the distance on this card. Me too. Um, at least that's what I'm betting, so <laughs> let's hope, and we'll get to those fights here shortly. Um, Ify, any action sports cast? This main event is so good. I uh, I agree for heavyweight main event. Actually, it is. It is, it is. it is. This is a good heavyweight main event. I will give it that distinction. Good call. Kevin Sanders, I like to see him try to leg lock Steven Seagal. Goddamn Steven Seagal. John Wick's dog had more charisma than Seagal. <laughs> Because it's a Tom, all right. Tom's, Tom's oblique kicks to the standing leg are filthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this guy Aspinall can really he's really accurate, man. I mean, and that's what makes Blades dangerous too. Like both these are really accurate uh, heavyweights. Although the speed edge is gonna be Aspinall all day, all day, football day. Uh, all right, we're gonna go to the co-main event. I believe that should be Chris Curtis, Jack Ermanson, minus one ten pick'em. Was hoping to get some Chris Curtis dog money, but I knew better, and I ended up... I know, I'm, I'm pulling the trigger at minus 107. Um, uh, you know, not... You know, only only a 1.7. Nothing crazy. Not not backing up the Binks trucks, even though I almost backed up Curtis in the parking lot. We wouldn't have had that matchup. Thankfully, I looked where I'm going. Um, but yeah, man. Um, you know, it's, it's, it was cool to see Curtis right back in the gym in a jiu-jitsu class right in the next week before this matchup was announced. He was already back in the gym working his jiu-jitsu. And um, watching going back, not just his takedown defense, which is the reason why I picked him to beat Adolfo Vieira in the small cage. Um, but uh, went back to watch that fight. And there were certain points where Vieira gets crafty and drops for a leg lock. And just Curtis, like not only just sprawling against a big guy like Vieira in the open... He sprawls and he circles. Like, that is something that I'm just learning. How, you know, we just think of circling as something like autopilot, rote, retreat, defense bullshit. Because that's how, sadly, it's applied most of the time. But, like, when you're circling offensively with a jab, as I'm learning when I'm getting in rounds, holy crap, thank you, Volkanovsky, for reminding me that lesson. Holy crap, does it make the biggest difference? Defensively, does it make the biggest difference, right? I just went over offense, defense. When you sprawl and circle 
right? It makes a huge difference, especially when you're fighting in a fighting surface where you can get pushed back into the cage. Bad news. That's where Hermanson gets most of his takedowns. So the fact that Curtis circles and then circles and can still circle and hop and athletic and agile enough to get out of those cheeky drop-down leg locks that Hermanson will go for himself too. And uh, Vieira did and a couple times. And Curtis was able to... And I, I stopped the tape there in round two. I'm like, I saw what I need to see. I bet Curtis, um, I bet him at round two and round three again like I did last time, but of course it went to decision, so I made no money, so that's why I laid the chalk and didn't even fuck around to wait for plus money, which doesn't look like we're going to get unless you were savvy enough to get the opener. Again, this is not the place you go for, for good lines or any of that. I, you know, I'm like, oh, that's what I think about. You know, I, I'd rather, I just, I just want to be on the right side and not leave my followers wrong. <laughs> who bet more money than I do. That's also why I stress. Like, I stress more than the dudes who, like, charge for picks. I don't even charge for this shit. I've been doing it for free for... Um, since homies was selling rap tunes. Ever since Honey was wearing sassoons. Uh, Dan, don't try to rap Tupac. You're a big guy anyways. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, anyways. Um, what the fuck? Uh, but, yeah. Uh, so, I, I, I laid the uh, money line just to fucking... Just to cover myself in case it does go to decision, which it could. Um, but yeah, I think Curtis can also, uh, make, uh, Hermanson implode out there. You're going to have the crowd adding, um, to the anxiety, you know, it both pumps you up, but then also with a guy like Hermanson who, you know, and I stuck up for him. I stuck up for all fighters with this. Uh, I have my own anxieties. I'm not shitting on any fighter like that, by the way, you know, they're brave enough to admit, I'm not going to use that against them. But if I got to be honest and I'm biased, you know, he is returning to crowds. Uh, it's one of his first fights back in the crowds, I believe for Hermanson. You might add it with Shabazian too, actually, now that I think about it. But um, it's going to have that big London crowd. And uh, if things aren't going his way, I feel like that energy could uh, work against him if things aren't going his way. So, Curtis, rounds two and three, money line. Um, I'll take him by a round two finish. Uh, uh, Patty, the white natty pimblet. Uh, <laughs> ah, there's one. Patty, the white natty, baby. Um, feel free to use that on the analysis there, uh, Bradley. Um, minus 255, Jordan, love it or leave it. You love it at Levitz, plus 215. Um, ah, local boy, Jordan, man. Lo I, I like this weird cat because it's because he's so freaking weird, right? Um, and I'm rooting for him here, but it's hard to pick him, man. It is hard to pick him. You know me, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of, uh, not a fan of Pimblet. Um, you know, I, I, I'm glad he's getting paid more. I'm not a hater. Like I, I, I thought I was with everybody else that was up in arms. I thought he, you know, along with everybody else. But you know, say what you will, he does. You know, have a better draw than your average Joe, right? And and he deserves so. Uh, so no hate. You know, I, I'm glad he's getting paid. Just not a fan, right? I'm okay. It's okay not to be a fan of the guy, right? Um, I mean, he looks like Young Owen Hart, which is awesome. But uh, you know, he wears the Sakuraba shorts, which is freaking awesome. He gets uh, fat between fight camps, which is fucking endearing and awesome. Uh, but outside of that, yeah, I could go. I, I not for his immigration policies uh, and all that uh, white natty talking points, espousal. Not not the greatest. But my job is to break him down as a fighter. As a fighter, you know, um, he is showing some improvements, not defensively as much as you like. But this fighter is not going to take advantage of it, probably, which would be hilarious. I'd love to be proven wrong here. I don't even care. Uh, like I almost will put that bad juju. Jordan Levitt will knock out, will not knock out Patty Pimblett. So now that it will happen, um, but yeah, this is the speed and technique. It's striking is more of a means to an end. I'm not trying to shit on Jordan Levitt. His first fight was against one of my training partners, Amy's Tyler Nas. 
um, and, uh, and, uh, and, and whatnot. So yeah, I've seen Levitt for a minute. Um, yeah, I, I like the guy, man. It's no hate against him. It's just, it's hard. And it, it, as far as wrestling goes, it's funny. They both love the outside singles. This is going to be real interesting. Uh, Levitt's a southpaw. Patty is 1-0 against UFC-level southpaws. Uh, Vargas. Uh, who himself was able to rock Patty. Uh, Patty's been rocked in all of his fights. He, in Cage Warriors, he was rocked in a lot of his fights there, too. Juicy J, who should have won that fight, 3-2 to two or 4-1. Like, dropped him a few times in that fight. Um, he just gets dropped at all the weight classes that he's fought, man. You know? Uh, so his day is definitely coming. Maybe the UFC knows that. They're trying to get what they can. Hence, you know, the way they're trying to match him up. And I'm not saying that to S on Jordan Levitt. He made a joke about it himself. He's like, what does it mean if you guys are matching me up with him? What do you think of me, right? Um, I'm hoping Jordan Levitt can prove everybody wrong. But the pick is Pimblet. Um, I could see him maybe forcing a TKO. You know, rocking him on the feet, getting a dominant position because he's the more explosive grappler, which is why I'm taking him here. Uh, Levitt, he's more like a, a, a slow dude like me. Like, I, I again, I feel bad shitting on it because, like, Especially in the grappling, like there's a lot of similarities in, in, our, in our style there, slowing fights down. Uh, so I'm definitely not hating, but I just don't think it matches up that great. Even though superior grapplers have quietly been the ones that have beaten Patty, right? Um, so for that reason, because he is a good grappler, even though he's not an explosive or off offensively dynamic, um, that's why I'm leaning more toward uh, Patty by decision. I didn't look at the line, but if you're getting plus 200 if a fight goes to decision, like. I feel like that's probably one of the more solid angles if you're going to take an angle. I'm staying away, so don't don't take my word too seriously here, but I do think that's one of the more solid angles. Shout out to, uh, I believe, is Bilal's Beak who was uh, standing that in the chat. We got uh, Nikita Krylov, the minor. Al Capone, minus 190, plus 160 on the comeback on Alexander Gustafsson. Um, interesting. I feel like Gustafsson like, has lost way more than his record shows. Doesn't it feel like it is? Or maybe it's because he hasn't fought in a while and it's just every time it's just been like tears and fight cancellations and tragedy that were just like like perma perma gusty did were perma dusty for gusty you know um getting getting dusty in the eyes there for him uh but it's hard to tell where he's at at a 37 in a row i believe it, he's at an age been out of it and just seeing you know how he can kind of just crumble when you get the takedown and it's not the small cage or the big cage to move around in, but Nikita Krylov has been pursuing takedowns like crazy since he's been back to the UFC, and I don't think that's a terrible trend. In fact, it's a good trend in this matchup here. Um, so I'm actually going to go with Krylov by decision, but this is a fight that I just stayed the F away from because it's just a lot of things could happen here. Um, we got Molly Mahan, Fochanel, uh Minus 390. Hannah, everything's goalie. Plus 320. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, my fellow former sandwich artist, Molly McCann. We both worked at a subway back in our day. Mine was uh, over 20 years ago, and to date myself, two decades ago, making sandwiches. Um, someone today was like, How old are you? 27, 28? How old are you? You can't be that. I'm like, Closer to 40, man. <laughs> It's like it's like Asian. Do Asians have a saying? I know you got the black don't crack. I don't think Asians we have like a cool saying like that. Like we definitely you know we don't have a cool saying, but like you know a lot of similar stereotype. Um, gotta take care of myself. You know, gotta, I wanna get, 
I gotta try to Paul Rudd it. Maybe I can get younger in age like that guy. Um, Vulcan, ooh, the, oh, I'm going with Molly McCann, probably by decision. I actually think she can get inside the distance, but I don't want to tease myself. And I didn't want to remind myself that I had Molly McCann by decision. And again, I think you only can max out at most places I play these props at like 100 bucks. So it's not even so much losing out on the props. It's that you guys know me, and especially like this stretch that I had, because my house for like the last year and a half, that's how I was killing it. It was allowing me to parlay props, except I couldn't round robin. So again, even on my good nights, you listeners, because I bet conservative, I can't round robin. I conveniently forget to parlay my main card picks only on the nights they hit it, so it seems. Like all these reasons on my good air quote winning nights, I'm not winning a lot and definitely not as well as my listeners. Um, but when those parlay props hit, they really came in. And the annoying part is when they didn't hit, it wasn't just one because we always have those like, oh, if we just hit that one leg and everybody has that story, you can't get hung up on that bullshit. But it was like, you know, like you could see the finish line, like WMMA fights, like, come on, they all go to decision. And if they don't, it's like a submission. And if it's a submission, it's in the first round, not a third round knockout, not a third round knockout by spinning elbow in the open. When the fighter looks like they're about to guess, you know. And it's it's and and, and that one specifically, you know, same. That's why I always go off with the and that was pissed me off about the Puna. Then I hit the parlay because Puna wins. Like I called and I've had to sit through, you know, a half a year of everybody, you know, shitting on. Oh yeah, he's just yo wide fighter street couture. Oh, he lost his last fight. And I have to hear this Maximoff shit. And I'm just like, it was a bullshit fight that pissed me off before we got the bullshit decision. He didn't fucking win it. You know, I had to listen to, you know, everybody, you know, talk about this matchup or talk about it on the timeline or podcasts or interviews. And no one mentioned conveniently leave out that Maximoff had one of the worst fucking decisions we've seen. And what happens in Maximoff's next fight? I was fucking right. What happens in Puna's next fight? I was fucking right. Um, yeah, it pisses me off. Man, that fucking pisses me off. Um, and, uh, like, that one, too. Like, that Puna by decision. Holy shit, I would have had, like, an extra grand. Again, not just because of the whatever fucking half a unit up to maybe even a full unit that I, I played on some of these. It's not even the single play. It's, it's what it was attached to. Um, so, yeah. Fucking Christ. Um, ugh, Memories. Uh... <laughs> All right, uh, and then we got uh, Vulcan Uzdemir. This is opening the main card. That's Paul Craig. I'll forgive it. Minus 165 versus Paul Craig. Nothing can outrun a grease Scotsman. Grease me up, woman. <laughs> that. Fucking Willie. Don't use the shin in between two and three. That's Willie's time. <laughs> Sorry. All right, I'm going to... Stop torturing you guys enough with these fucking terrible accents. And Simpsons quotes. Plus 140 for the Scottish janitor. Paul Craig, baby. Um. <laughs> and if I become mayor, my first act is to murder the lot of you. I know the mic's on. <laughs> oh, Willie. I love fucking groundskeeper Willie. I'm going to go with groundskeeper Willie here, of course. I'm going with Craig by submission. Uh, it's a tougher matchup because Volkan Olsenmir doesn't throw himself out of position as much. Um, good takedown defense, or improved takedown defense, especially against the cage. But Volkan, um, he can get taken down by singles, which is something Paul Craig has added into his repertoire in his more recent fights, something I specifically went to go watch. 
And even though I still think Paul Craig is going to be have a hard time, it's going to be an uphill, especially early in the wrestling. Don't get me wrong, just because he goes for the single leg, that is Vulcan's weakest uh, defense, which it is. Um, more importantly, Vulcan, um, I don't think he'll do it in this fight, but he will go for takedowns of his own, occasionally. And in scrambles, regardless of who's pursuing the takedown, here's the problem. He turtles and tripods real fast. And that's going to get your neck or your back taken. And I like that Paul... I didn't like that Paul Craig said he won a triangle because I'm like, that's that's, that's going to be hard when I have to count on Paul. We're going to have to count on you really taking some shit again and getting a fighter to, to go down there with you. Um, but Paul smartly noted in his analysis when he was talking to my guy, Bron Setter, that uh, he said the same thing. He's like, you know, he, 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 he kind of gives his back and that gives your neck and your back. That's not good for a guy like me. No, it is not Paul Craig. And, like, Paul Craig really should be getting, like, a really... He should be focusing on his front headlock game more than his guard or even his back take game because um, pressure is going to be his friend. He's got a good guard to fall back on. He's You know, uh, if you fail for dropping back for a guillotine. And even though his wrestling's improving, he's continuing to work that, which is nice. Um, it never hurts to do the Pedro Munoz uh, approach of just pressure the fuck out of guys and make them run into your guillotine instead of having to take them down, right? And Craig's also got some long arms, so um, we'll see. We'll see what he has cooked up, but I went with Craig by submission in one house at plus 250 at .85 units, and then I cleaned up with, I know, uh, just, just to keep it at an even unit exposure, at least in that house, not .17, .15, .15 unit on Craig round three plus 1,000. Um, in another house, my my bookie house, um, they group it all up. So inside the distance plus one eighty five, which maybe might be better for me if uh, we get a weird floppy arm situation, right? Um, I put a whole unit on that there, and then even though in that house I got plus twelve, I got even better number in that house for round three plus twelve hundred. For whatever reason, I put one point seven u point seventeen units there. I put more even though I'm getting a better number. That didn't make sense. I probably wasn't thinking, and. In my BetMGM house, um, I just put a unit on Craig at plus 125. I don't know why I did that. That's a, that's a shit number. Um, I don't even know why I did that, but I'm just being honest what I have written on my sheet. If it's on there, Burgundy will read it. Uh, I'm on, honest uh, for, for better or worse. All right, before we go to the prelims, let's, let's see what's popping in the chat. Daniel, Tom, MMA, like and subscribe if you haven't. If you're listening on audio, feel free to still jump over to YouTube, like and subscribe, help me get them watch hours up. Or, uh, you know, give a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It's very appreciated. I'll probably do a read-through of those one of these days with the Amazons. Um, uh, Kevin Sanders has not responded if he's my old training partner. I don't think it's that Kevin Sanders, but either way, shouts to my old training partner, Kevin Sanders. Me and Kevin would spar. It would be the worst sparring matches because we were close training partners, and that's why I always get those things where I'm like, uh, training partners, be careful because you can get weird fights sometimes. That's kind of what I what I got. Um, Nigel, what's going on, Nigel? Nikita is going to cry a lot. <laughs> cry, a lot. Uh, cry a lot, cry a lot. Okay. Ka chronic combat conversations. Let's go, Dan. Let's go, you guys. You guys are fucking awesome. Throw your kick, Stevie. Uh, <laughs> Ricky Omang. Gus is selling out hard on his Instagram, which makes you think he's only here to collect his check. Krylov getting the finish. You know, he probably gets good checks too. So who knows? Who knows, man? I'm not judging. Get that money while you can. But yeah, I bet Volcan by decision. Let's go. Wow. Good luck. If uh, goes to the decision, I'm 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 probably not making any money. So if it goes to the decision at that point, I'll root for you. How about that? 
All right. <laughs> All right, moving on to the prelims. Um, and then we'll get out of here. Demir Hadzovic, plus 275 for Hadzovic. Um, Mark D. Casey, uh, minus 330. You know I like taking random flyers on Hadzovic every once in a while. Um, but that's been a while since I've done that. <laughs> and he hasn't really given me much reason to. Um, so I am going to go with D. Casey. I did not um, even bother to look at this fight. Um, who the heck was their last matchups? That's, that shows you how much tapes that I did in this fight. I told you guys I didn't do shit for the punch. Hey, I wasn't going to do a show, okay? So let's relax. Uh, oh, yeah. The Borishev, Via Kislev Borishev uh, fight. And then, uh, oh, he beat my guy Yancey Medeiros. I don't even remember that fight. Gon Volkov? Oh, jeez, I don't remember that shit. Um, yeah, I'm just going to go with uh, Mark D. Casey here. Um, a lot of potential parlay stuff with these big chalk numbers. I'm staying away. No parlays here, folks. So no investment. I'm not going to be sweating the chalk. Good luck if you are. And I may be on your side for the most part. I am for the next one. Nathaniel Wood, minus 520. Charles, Boston Strong. Rose. Another guy I love, especially as an underdog. But, again, it's been a while since I've taken a shot on Rosa, despite being a big fan of his. Because, again, not a lot of reason to, folks. Uh, I'm going to be rooting for Rosa. I'll be rooting for Hadzovic. I'll be happy if they get the upsets, folks. Love those guys. Um, unbiasedly and un untaped steadily. I'm going to go with Nathaniel Wood. He is moving up to 45, so it'll be interesting to watch. I wonder if he'll have like a breakout moment or the size will be too much and he's not able to take advantage of a guy who he everybody else is able to take down and stay on top of in bank rounds. We'll see. Um... This chalk I'm definitely not comfortable with. Jonathan Pierce, minus 200. Um, Mahwan Amirkhani, uh, plus 170. You know what? I didn't make a, even make a pick on this one yet. I may actually... Pierce is going to be facing a southpaw here, and, and we don't know what he looks like against those. He's 0-0. Um, by the way, Jack Ermanson, he's 3-2 and against UFC southpaws. Um, Pimblet is 1-0. Pierce, 0-0. And we'll get to uh, Jones and Dalby, um, the relevant southpaw records. Uh, two other fights might have southpaws in it. I don't know. I didn't look at Mandy Bohm. And uh, I don't know if uh, Charles Johnson is a southpaw. I don't think Mohamed Mukhaev is. But, yeah, I'm actually – I'll probably end up going with oh, – I love it. I could actually say this. I'm playing Toutmaster. I'll pick the dog and Toutmaster. I, love I can finally say that now. I may actually pick the dog and Toutmaster here. Um, even if I did pick Pierce, it's like that not confident. So, in other words, dog or pass, regardless of what side you're on. Um – how many dogs do I have on this? Uh, Curtis opened. Won't close. I don't know if we want to count him. We'll count him, I guess. One. Craig, two. Actually, I do have three. It's like three, you know, averages like three dogs, right? Three dog night. Uh, we're going to go with four dog night here. Uh, there'll be another dog to come to that I'll go with. At the very least, just in top master. But yeah, I'll go Amir Khani. Probably as a pick. Definitely in top master. Mason Jones is 1-0 against UFC Southpaws. It's technically, well, he's technically 0-0-1, but it should be 1-0 because, um, you know, he was uh, whooping Alan Patrick's ass. And then, you know, he beat David Onama, who is not a dedicated Southpaw, but goes Southpaw a lot. Uh, and he did in that fight, too. And, um, you know, he got tagged a lot in that fight as well. But, you know, he, he won. Um, yeah, you know I'm a big Mason Jones fan, so I'm definitely going with him there over a little bit Klein. I don't know why I have to say it like he's in third Rikers two places. Uh, but, you know, it fits. Uh, Dan, he's a check. Um, Charles Johnson, plus 370. This kid's supposed to be a prospect. I really wish I could have got to look at him. I look forward to looking at him in the future. Same with Mohamed Makayev. Did not have time. Makayev, minus 460, does seem a bit high from what I have seen on Johnson, though. So, 
you know, maybe you pick the favorite, but you stay away kind of a deal, and you just watch. Let's see what these two potential prospects have to, have to see. It's a show-me fight. Of course, this, which means I'm sure this is probably, I, I don't know. I, I, I honestly try not to pay attention. I try to keep just news on my feed, even if I like the people I love, just because I try not to pollute my head with people's plays and, and takes and whatnot. But I'm sure this is probably, this probably makes sense. This, this would be a fight because it makes no sense to bet. This is the fight that MMA Twitter is like, killing each other for as we speak over, I'm sure. And it will be, Easy money! Easy money! Easy money! No one is looking to play this! Easy money! Oh, sorry. That's all I hear. Um, yeah, uh, Kyle Nelson, the monster, plus 225. Another guy moving up in weight on this card. Um, Danny's Canadian, why are you speaking about him like he's Boston? Jai Herbert, the black country banger. Um, boy, this guy is just, oh. who's, girlfriend did he f man and like when he when he gets hit he gets hit hard he's like sparks out and like he's like danny roberts he's just like kind of like short circuits and shit um it's crazy um so that always makes me nervous picking uh jai herbert but uh i'll go ahead and pick him here um i expect kyle nelson to be more durable and have a bit of a gas tank and he does hit hard at featherweight but we'll see if it transfers at a lightweight um not confident at all but i will go with the chalk there as far as a pick goes uh, again, no clue who is here for Mandy Baum, uh, minus 130, and Leonardo Leonardo, Victoria Leonardo, plus 110. I'll go with Baum, I guess. Did she open as the favorite? Yeah, she did, and people were fading her for Victoria Leonardo Leonardo. Um, I'm sure there's probably, probably dog or pass, I'm sure. There's probably line movement for a reason. I'll just pick the favorite. Why not? Um, maybe I'll pick the dog and now master. I'll just go dog heavy like that. Um, speaking of dog heavy... The Southpaw fault line, baby. We don't really get that much anymore. We might not get it here. Um, Nicholas Dalby, minus 250. What did he open as? He opened even bigger than that at 280. Claudio Silva. New level. Claudio Silva. Hannibal. Me. New level. Sorry, that's how he talks. I'm sorry to brutalize your ears. Um, that is that is how Hannibal Silva talks. Hannibal. Um, you know, I, I love it. He's terrible, and he just looks like even worse and... As he's falling apart in his layoffs, like as bad as he should have looked, and he even dogged out the wins, and they were questionable. Um, but you know what? Southpaw fault line, even though he's not much of a striker, he's a grappler is how Claudio Silva obviously gets his work done. But he is a southpaw for what that's worth, and for what it's worth, here's the doozy. Um, southpaw fault line, Alex Oliveira and Nicholas Dalby, two welterweights. Alex Oliveira's iced every southpaw he's ever come into contact with, even when he shouldn't be winning against them. And Dalby has arguably lost every southpaw he's come into contact with. Technically, Dalby is 1-4-1-1. I know, four fucking columns for a southpaw record. He is technically 1-4-1-1, but that one victory is to Daniel Rodriguez, which, did he really win that fight? Um, majority of people, a lot of people I respect don't think he did. Um... So if you take that away from him, and then you take away that Ronson no contest, um, which he got finished, um, he is 0-5-1 with that draw being to Darren Till, a fight that he probably would have lost if Darren Till's shoulder didn't come out. Right? So he probably could have. You could even argue maybe he's 0-6. I mean, you know, again, these deceptive records are only going to get him here at the Protecting Neck Podcast, folks. I'll probably tweet this out. But you got to tweet that one out with a, with a shit ton of caveats, right? There's like four fucking columns with a ton of caveats. Um, I know that's stupid because Hannibal is, is is old and 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 Dalby. I don't. I still don't think he should be no two to one favorite, but he does deserve to be the designated favorite. 
I get it. It's nothing big. I'm not even like playing it. Maybe I will for fun because the number. If it stays over two to one or inflates more, maybe I throw something small. Um, I'm really trying to keep my exposure in this card pretty small, though, if you, in case you can't already tell. But I will pick. I will pick Heine Bow, new level, uh, to win uh, Hannibal Silva. So that that puts me at four dogs, maybe five if I pick the uh, if I pick uh, Leonardo Leonardo on the old Tout Master there. Uh, how do we do on time? One eighteen, not too bad. All right, gonna clean up the chat and then I'll recap, pick some plays, and get out of here. Um, all right. Oh, hey, what's up, Samuel Negrete's in the chat. Um, I always get Paul Craig and Gerald Mearshart mixed up for some reason. Hey, man, they are two uh, lovable bearded dudes who go for the submissions, and uh, I love them both. So uh, no hate there. Steve Gregory, I have a Scottish mate who needs subtitles for Paul Craig post-fight interviews. I have to, like, just pay attention. I'm pretty good with the Scottish accent, like, understanding it because I just I love the accent so much and grew up with films like Trainspotting. <laughs> I should know exactly the sick bug method. You lack the moral fiber. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, I love you some Paul Craig. Uh, Bilal's Beak. You think D. Casey does boring wrestling from uh, in front of his home crowd? Possibly. Yeah, possibly. Could have. It could happen. Uh, Bilal's Beak also said, "One of the lone one is the loneliest number that you'll ever do." And DG has Wood Money Line and Dia Casey Money Line with Aspinall and Curtis doesn't go to decision two. He says it seemed like a safe one for plus money. Uh, and so I put a little on that. Okay, so you got Dia Casey, Wood, and Aspinall, Curtis doesn't go the distance. I like that, man. That actually seems like, that, that, yeah, you probably get what was like, uh, I mean, top of, my, top of my head. I mean, like plus 168, plus, plus 168 or so, something in that neighborhood. Um,. Yeah, uh, Mark Fellows. Good luck, Dan. Hope you win a bunch of... I hope so, too. I, I mean, I'm not laying a lot. I am laying some high-value spots. Um, and even if I got a clean sweep, I would be grateful as crap for it. Don't get me wrong. But that doesn't right the ship. I still, I, I'd still be bankroll building. My bankroll um, got beaten down to his last pegs in this in this, in this um, mid-year stretch here. Um, it's been pretty, pretty freaking brutal. Um, Shout-out to my guy, Tony C., who said a while ago, was like, dude, you, your luck needs to change. And I was trying to downplay it, trying to be like my guy, Grateful Dude. I'm trying to be a grateful dude myself. You know what? No, I'll take it. I I could use some luck, um, even though I'm really trying to push all my positive juju to my poor fucking stepdad who's uh, you know going on day 10 in the ICU right now. Guy's got to be going fucking mad. I'm um, just hoping he gets out of there. Uh, all right, Ricky Omang. Nice. I also picked Silva. Makes me feel good. New level. Hopefully, uh, Henny Bow uh, will bring some good fortune there. Andy G, thanks for the breakdown. Good luck. Hope we all ca I hope we all cash some tickets too. So let's get to a recap. Thanks for joining me again, Daniel Tom MMA. Uh, like the video if you haven't. Uh, subscribe uh, if you don't mind. Appreciate it. It won't flood your feeds. At the PYN podcast on all social platforms. At Dan Tom MMA. Um, MixedMartialAnalyst.com for the click-throughs if you want to uh, support the show by clicking through to do your Amazon purchases uh, or your Onnit purchases or any of these other shady companies. <laughs> Go to MixedMartialAnalyst.com. There's also a PayPal donation link if you want to donate straight up. Um, that's fine, too. Money goes back into this podcast or at the very least to a good cause. I have um, been known to... Uh, just donate some of these donations and pay it forward to um, 
good causes. I don't like to talk about that too much because you shouldn't. You should just keep that shit to yourself. But uh, that is another annoying part because I like I actually like genuinely like when organizations direct GoFundMe's to people. You know, that's the annoying part. It's like I I don't polish my cock. You know, on these winning nights, I'm not one of these people like overly doing the victory lap. Like yeah, I'll do some retweets when you know. A company shits on me, and I've been getting shit on just from all directions. And like, I finally had that winning night with the Jack Matthews, like, you know, or the the, the Jalen Turner. When people are literally saying like, you were literally the only person who called this by sub, and you showed your work. Like, yeah, I'll be proud of those ones, and even those, I tried to go overdo it. But it's just like, you know, trying to do nice stuff for like other people uh, directly in my life, uh, charitable thing. It's just like, you know. Do my work for free, always for free. How long now? It's just like all these things. It's like, come on, can we throw a little juju this way? But like at MMA, that's like a death sentence. Like, you know, I appreciate the good guys and all that. That saying, and I'll join in with that. But man, if life hits harder as you you get older and you realize um, you can do all the good karma things you want. Um, it doesn't matter. Uh, that doesn't mean it's gonna pay off. Um, and you shouldn't do the things for those reasons, anyways. By the way, but I'm just saying, like. Uh, it, just because you do it, that doesn't mean it's going to pay off. So do it out of the goodness of your heart, folks. And uh, hopefully it does come back around. And uh, and uh, and hopefully my luck does come back around too. And we'll recap right now. So I am taking um, taking Aspinall over Blades. Mortal Kombat. Dun, 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 dun. I'm stoked for that uh, walkout song. Sorry. It's like 93 all over again for me. Um Taking Chris Curtis over uh, Jack Ermanson. Um, who would be my Pokemon? Chris Curtis did that. Aljamain Sterling, Chris Curtis, uh, Curtis Blades. Um, who would be mine? You know, you guys are probably gonna be mean and be like, "Fucking Mark Hunt, Mark Hunt, Mark Hunt." <laughs> Where's the dude at who makes fun of me and calls me Paulo Costa? Like, it was just. It is true that somebody thinks that's a form of making fun of me. Like, you're gonna call me Paulo Costa? That's that's an insult. I'll take it. I'll take that all fucking day. Um, we got. Uh, I'm taking. Uh, taking Pimblet over Levitt. Taking uh, Krylov over Gustafsson. Taking Al Capone, I should say, over Gustafsson. Taking um, McCann. McShill for fighter pay. Oh God, I'm just getting annoyed seeing their faces. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Over everything is gold, Goldie. Taking Paul Craig. Nothing cannot run a great Scotsman. Over Vulcan Uzdemir. Uh, taking Mark Casey over Demir Hazovit. Taking Nathaniel Wood over... Yo, 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 this is Boston Mace. Uh, Charles Boston Strong Rosa. Taking Mahwan Amirkhani over uh, Jonathan J.S. Papers. Taking Mason Jones over Ludovic Klein. Taking... Mohamed Mukhaev over Charles Johnson. Taking. Um, Jai Herbert. Hi, Kyle. Yeah, Herbert's two times in a row over Kyle Monster Nelson. He's from Canada. Uh, fuck it. Let's go Leonardo Leonardo over Mandy Baum. And taking Claudia Silva New Level over Dalby. Uh, plays. Um, in one house, this is not the way I suggest to play it, but I mean, hey, you, you kick for coverage. And I got to come clean. In one house, I did do Craig plus 125 a unit. Um, it's essentially my Craig exposure in every house is just over a unit or at a unit even. This is kind of how I did it there. So keep that in mind. Curtis minus 107, 1.7 units. Uh, Craig, 
Um, sub plus 250.85 unit in, in one house, that same house round three plus 1000.15 unit to round out that one unit exposure in one house. Uh, in my other house that offers the more advanced props that bet online, I took, uh, or no, 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 not of that one. Sorry, that's for the Aspinall. Um, for my bookie, um, it didn't offer the advanced one, so I just took inside the distance for Craig plus 185.85 units and then went just over the. Uh, the one unit there with a 0.17 unit add-on for plus 1200 round three um, but it's essentially all playing all that same thing on craig um curtis round two i already kicked for coverage of the money line but i sprinkled curtis round two plus 750.17 units and round three plus 1200.17 u uh aspinall uh sub plus 600 at one house 0.33 u straight up and in one house that offers the advanced props, I did uh, methods. I did round one sub plus 1,200 Aspinall, that is, 0.17U. And then round two sub Tom Aspinall plus 1,600.17U. Um, maybe Claudio Silva I sprinkle in the beginning of a card for fun, but I, I wouldn't run off that cliff. Follow me off that cliff. It's just the pick as of now and probably all it should be, to be honest. So I'm going to go back to the chat one last time. Daniel Tom MMA over there on YouTube at the PYM Podcast. All right, Dollar Store Apollo. I'll fucking take it. I'll take Dollar Store Apollo. I'll take 25 cents to Apollo. Thanks for the breakdown, Daniel. Good luck. All right, everybody. All right, thanks, everybody. Really, really appreciate the, 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 the F out of you. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, hopefully I'll get a get. I'm going to reach out to my guy, um, uh, Luke, actually. SWR betting there, so we'll see. Coming for you, Luke. All right, good luck on your picks and plays, and always protect your neck.